Hello, and welcome to Steeped in Mystery. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jenna. Jenna, do you want to know what we're talking about today? Um, I'm I'm going in blind again. Yeah, I love it. Except for you dropped one little hint. What hint? Clowns. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how can clowns be uh, a mystery topic? So now I'm like, I'm I'm kind of nervous, but then I'm like super interested about well, to hear about this. All right. First off, anyone who's got like a fear of clowns or dolls or whatever, and you need to like step out on this Exit. one. <laughs> I get it. This is your warning. Um, if you're more just like creeped out by them, but also intrigued, uh, you might want to stick around. Okay. All right. Try to hang in there, people. Buckle in <laughs> if you need to. You know, I I might need to buckle in in a little bit, but for right now, I'm just gonna go for it. Well, before we do, so I picked out a cold tea for us today. It's a strawberry lemon orange blossom tea. Nice, and it is very festive. It's it's like springtime in a cup, which we kind of need because it was still cold and wet. And snow slash rain today in our neck of the woods, so we need some springtime. Yeah, the weather is going through some sort of, like, midlife crisis right now. Yes, agreed. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, all I know is the the topic is clowns and uncanny valley. Yes. That's it. That's all I know. Okay, so let me let me preface this by um, saying that um, this kind of all started for me years and years ago um, as something I've slowly started connecting the pieces together. So so the joint Ooh. conspiracy is mainly mine, but it all really started getting revved up because of one particular post I saw on the internet, and I will read that post for you later. Okay. All right. So we're going to start out discussing fears. So they... <laughs> Everybody already knows mine. <laughs> Spiders. Beiders. Yes. Well, okay. So there are like two main types of fears and they are kind of categorized in, in one or two different ways. Okay. So there are conditioned fears and biological fears. And amongst those, they are either categorized as rational fears or irrational fears. Okay. Yeah, so a fear of spiders, probably, probably a conditioned fear. It's rational. It is 100% completely rational for me to be afraid of spiders. Yeah, when you don't know which ones are going to be like <laughs> venomous, I yeah, I completely agree. Because, yeah, they give me the heebie-jeebies too. Like, But like a fear of, say, clowns? which my husband has, I think that's an irrational fear. I think my fear is totally, totally founded. <laughs> you might change your mind by the end of this. Oh, shit-talky. Okay. So, like, I, I wanted to, like, kind of give people a good idea of what those bases were. So, like, a, a fear of the number 13 would definitely be, like, a conditioned and oh, irrational yeah. fear. Like, life experience and, like, the taboo around the number 13 and all this sort of... Sure voodoo conspiracies or like black cats or yeah okay yeah it would make you feel like it's associated with bad luck or cursed or it's a cursed number but it's irrational as we know that the number 13 cannot actually harm us 
Truth. Okay. Right. So that'd be an irrational conditioned fear. Um, however, like a fear of heights would be a biological and rational fear. Um, it's ingrained into our DNA as only those who would have had a fear of heights in the very beginning would have survived to pass on that trait because they wouldn't have been dumb and jumped off like a cliff or something. Yeah, okay. And it's a rational fear because, again, like falling. Yeah. You can can kill yourself falling from a height no greater than the height of yourself. So a fear of heights is a completely rational one. This is true. Does it get in the way of some really fun things? Probably. Like, I can't say that, you know, it's ever stopped me from doing anything, that little sense of, as you're standing next to an edge. But I know for some people it's really extreme. But it's a rational fear. They are right to feel that way and do whatever they need to to stay away from heights. Yeah. Today I'm discussing two phobias which most people would consider to be irrational and or conditioned fears. However, I believe them... To be completely opposite. <gasps> did did I just hear that right? So you you think that that they're not? You think that they're DNA ingrained fears? Yes. Oh. And I think the reason for them being DNA ingrained fears makes them rational. Okay. Now, like I said, a lot of this has just come from me. Uh, this is an Amanda original. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I don't know if anyone else has come to the same conclusion because all the stuff is out there to get to this point. Oh, but okay. I haven't found anyone else who is like followed this train in the way that I have. Okay. All right. All right. I'm on the train with you. Take, take, take me okay. for a ride. Okay. Okay. So let's discuss, um, the, the first two, the, first of the two fears which is pediophobia yeah okay that would be the fear of dolls okay it's also associated with being the fear of kids and mannequins mannequins are kind of creepy yeah in a lot of ways they are yeah especially like those faceless ones yeah. Did you ever watch that episode? If you started Doctor Who, you would have had to start oh, on the yeah. mannequin episode. Yeah. 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 So, totally. so it's like that, that, oh, they're not real, but they're like so human and like. They're <laughs> just, they are. They're a little unsettling. The, the, yeah, the old school mannequins. Nowadays, I think they've kind of gone away from the, and they use like torsos or just. You know, I, I think statues can have that same sort of vibe too. Yes, agreed. Um, the people who have uh, pediophobia, when in the face of dolls or kids or mannequins, but most commonly dolls, uh, will have their hearts start racing, their breathing becomes shallow, and they feel nauseated. Okay, that's fair. They get a serious, like, biological fight-or-flight response, which I guess with most fears you do. But to me, this is like your heart getting ready to run, your breathing getting ready to take off. This is a, I, Mm. it's the same sort of feeling you get when you need to run away from a wild animal. Yes, or a spider. Yeah, it's a, it's a get out of here, get my body pumped and ready to 
to go sort of deal. Yes. Whereas, like, someone with the fear of the number 13, as we discussed earlier, while afraid of it, going to avoid it, um, of you know, not wanting to deal with it at all costs, it doesn't cause them to feel they need to flee or run at the mere sight okay. of the number 13, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. And if it does, like, they gotta have, like, some extreme version of it. Like, it's very uncommon for that reaction to happen Unless it's something that we're supposed to run away from. So you'd assume with something inanimate like dolls or mannequins. Yes. It would be a avoidance. It would be a not wanting to look at it. It'd be heads down. But that wanting to run. Yes. Suggests something else. Right. Um, Primal fear like a primal sense okay exactly so most people who have this fear are thought to have forgotten the initial event that may have conditioned them to feel that way that they do and you know that may be true but i feel like there's more to it because in a lot of these studies they can never find the initial start of it and most People just focus on treating the symptoms of the fear rather than trying to get to the base, as getting to the base is often hard in these cases. Okay. So they're sitting there treating symptoms because they can't track down, oh, you got surprised by a jack-in-the-box and that's when you became afraid of dolls, or, or... You know, someone threw a doll at you or you saw a scary movie with a doll when you were too young, you know. Okay. Sure. Um, And I don't think dolls should be that creepy, particularly dolls. Like, a mannequin's, I kind of get it. I really do. It's a faceless, like, adult human. But dolls are usually made to look like sweet little babies, like pretty little babies. True. And... Um, in other tests with other animals, um, they've done things with like chimpanzees and other monkeys where they give them like a pseudo baby or a pseudo mom that's basically a doll of Mm -hmm. a baby or a mom and they become very attached and nurturing and like bonded to this fake, not quite ape, but close enough. Oh. Like thing like often in the case of babies choosing the comfort over the fake mother over actual food because they want the comfort of the fake mother right so other species don't really seem to have the reaction of almost human doll sort of things that humans do huh they don't avoid them they nurture them heck they even have been shown that in a lot of other species they'll take in species that aren't their own and love them and and enjoy them but humans like if it's if it's almost human there's an avoidance yes there's a fear yes um a lot of people blame it on the dead eyes the perfect smile um the pale appearance that makes them look almost dead and, and they think that a lot of children and even adults struggle with them because they remind them of a, of a dead human. I would have to agree with that. You ever heard of those, like, the, the dolls that are, like, they, they deliberately make them to look like a baby? Oh. 
Yes, like, because every time I keep seeing this stupid video where she's like, is your baby's head doing this? And she'll like fling the baby around and you're sitting there like, oh my God, don't do that to your child. And then she pops the head off and shows you how to like. Yeah. And some of them are even like weighted to mm-hmm. be the like the five or seven pound weight of a baby. It's they're I, creepy. I worked with I don't a lady like them. who every night she'd come in. And she'd buy clothes. And she kept being like, these are clothes for my babies. And I was like, oh, like your grandbabies. And she's like, no, my babies. And I was like, all right, I'm not here to judge if you're older and having kids or what, right. whatnot. And I didn't find out for like months. But she has like 12 of those <gasps> real life baby doll looking things at her house. And she brings them toys and clothes and pacifiers. Some people oh. even go as far as like bringing them formula. And... I mean, uh, okay, that's not healthy. No, I, don't, I don't think that's healthy. I mean, to each their own, but I was, I was struggling with it. I'm like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. That's. Yeah. That's a, that, that's. Go work at a daycare, like at that point. F- for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, put your money into some. Real babies. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, helping out real kids. Yeah. Go work as, you know, at one of the hospitals with the. The NICU, New- or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it's so Ooh. weird. Okay, it's that's so a lot. Uh, I I don't think that the fear of dolls is that far in that regard from being just like uh colrophobia, the fear of clowns. Oh, okay. Um. In a study done um, where they took a group and they were trying to determine, okay, what's the base of the root of the fear of clowns? Because if they can determine like a joint cause, then it's easier to diagnose and solve that fear. Sure. The pr- There were like eight primary reasons for the fear, but one of the top amongst them was the exaggerated features um, that makes them look not quite human, quote unquote. Um, okay. But but they say, but don't worry, it's it's okay, it's fine because you know this fear is more common than the fear of heights. Oh yeah, would you expect okay. that? No, actually, that's that's why would a conditioned fear be more common than a biologic one? Especially such a necessary biologic That's one. really interesting. Did you know clowns themselves are only 4,500 years old? That's actually a lot older than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, they've, they've evolved. I'm sure there's like the jester and like... It's, right. It's, it's, I, I would have only thought, oh, that's true, jesters. Yeah. It, 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 okay. You know, but not that old in the terms of human biology yet. The fear of heights has always been there, and there's more oh. people scared of clowns. That's super weird, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I was like, "This is this is weird." So, so what is it about these uh, almost human things that unnerves so many people? Do Do you have any idea? Well, I know my husband says his fear of clowns started when he watched killer clowns from outer space. Right. And he said when he watched it as a kid and it scared the bejeebies out of him. 
But now he thinks it's hilarious and we own a copy, but he still does not like clowns. Right. And I think, you know, fears like that can be exasperated by movies like that. Like, sure. Uh, my fear of spiders for a lot of a long time was was exaggerated because I watched the second Harry Potter movie at a really young age, and so I saw the really big spiders. It was exaggerated for a long time, and now it's more of a freak out, squish it, or let it outside, depending on what kind of spider it is. So sure. it, it's it's still there, but it's not exaggerated. But a lot of people with the fear of clowns or dolls, like it is, like they will fight those things, throw them out, burn them with fire. They do not want them around. It like is, it's in, it's that intense. It's that intense. It's not just, because I mean, like, I've joked about burning down my house if I saw a big spider, but for me, it's always just don't, like, squish it with a napkin or let it outside. Like, I don't like them. I don't want them around, but I'm not going to be irrational in my approach to my rational fear. For me, it's just run away and get somebody else to... That's still a more rational response. Take care of the spider. That's still a more rational response than a lot of people are like breaking dolls, burning dolls. Like, Yeah, that's that's just really extreme. It is, right? Yeah. Like you shouldn't have a reaction that extreme unless it's like someone with a gun. Well, (laughs) yeah, to be fair, I mean, clowns and dolls aren't deadly. Yeah. so to speak. Yeah, we've had maybe For, one killer clown in all time and like yeah. that was more about him being a serial killer than a clown. Well, that's true. Um there there was I I think a a spree like in the 1990s where somebody would dress up people would dress up in major cities as clowns and kind of mess with people's they, heads. They and, had sort of a throwback to that around 2016 too, but like yeah. nothing really came of it. I think it was more of a uh a fear tactic or yeah some sort of yeah it was stuff. just like i can scare the bejeebies out of you because i'm a creepy looking clown yeah. and it's like some one in the morning sick bastard who gets off on that kind yeah, of stuff yeah exactly yeah well a lot of people blame this common fear on an effect known as the uncanny valley effect oh, okay and so that's where that kind of starts coming into here so what is the uncanny valley If you ask animators, they will either tell you it's been their best friend or their worst enemy. And while it was initially um, found on accident and is usually bumped into on accident, um, some animators are using it deliberately to evoke fear. Okay. A unanimous sense of fear in their viewers. So... The Uncanny Valley is this weird phenomenon. And I have some some charts on it that I'll show you here. Um, It's this weird chart. There is an exact chart for it where uh, it shows how familiar a human face is with how much its likeness is like us. So, like, how close is it to looking human? How familiar does it feel? And so, usually will like it more and more the more uh familiar it is and the more human like it is we start enjoying it more and more that's why we've enjoyed when animations got better but suddenly animators hit this weird unexpected thing where if it's too close to human but not exactly like it becomes unnerving in an unbelievable way and so all of a sudden it goes to this valley where it just drops off and that is the uncanny valley 
everything in this chart says that it should just continue. The more like human, the more we'd want it around, the more we'd like it. Uh Uh-huh. But suddenly, right when it's right next to human, but not quite there, plummets off the face of the earth. Like, can I? Yeah, yeah. So this chart has a couple of examples with it. Oh. Yeah. So like that face is like, it's human except for the eyes. I do have some more. um, Yeah, there's another, another example of the chart there but i do have some examples of the uncanny valley oh gosh okay all right guess what the buckle is going on (laughs) i I, I just decided so what's odd to me about the uncanny valley is i would expect it to track across all sort of animation like you'd expect okay if a monkey is almost monkey-like but not there. If it hits in that same zone, you would expect to see the sudden uncanny oh. valley and drop. But, but it doesn't. No. So people really don't get a different reaction between the uncanny valley monkey and a real monkey. Huh. However, when you start getting to humans, it becomes completely different. So this is a sort of progression of robot faces. Um and you can see we've got some like oh yeah basic yeah, yeah. like friendly robots. They don't look anything like a human, and then they slowly start to get more facial features. Um, and it's about when we get here that we start running into the uncanny valley, that we start oh. not liking them. And yes. then when we get even into here, like those look human, but they're not quite. It's it's insane to me. But as soon as it hits a human, we're fine again. It's all good. It's all great. And they have, they have other images showing the same thing. So a lot of animators use this to make their uh, gamers dislike things on purpose. Really? But it's accidentally hurt the reputation of a lot of movies in the way that suddenly the movie that was meant to be just whatever became really scary. So in a lesser example, iRobot, which was kind of meant to make you a little bit nervous about the robots, was one of the first to come across the uncanny valley. This robot face sort of making everyone feel uneasy, but it was kind of rubbed off as like, oh, it's a robot. The baby from Twilight was another instance of the uncanny valley, where the almost human-like baby unnerved people even though it was just meant to be a sweet baby and have no further implications one of the ones that was my first experienced uncanny valley was the polar express i you are absolutely correct i did not like the animation in that film whatsoever it's a sweet movie the tale is beautiful yeah there's nothing really dark per se about it but the whole time you're feeling uneasy because you're looking at these not quite human humans yes. and it's it's like they wanted them to be they wanted cute. it to be so human but they didn't but they quite didn't get quite there. get there yeah and you're you're right you're absolutely right i don't like polar express because i don't like the animation no it, and i never really thought it, about it, why it makes me feel creeped out in wow. a deep place in my zone. And a lot of people experience this. Like wow. most people experience this. Okay. Um, Jim Carrey's A Christmas Carol hit in that uncanny valley sort of effect. They were... I can see that. It wasn't a very popular movie. No. 
I did like the creep factor of this one, though. It was one of my... It was one <laughs> well, of my, it is... I mean, yeah, the storyline's kind of creepy, so I guess it tracks. This, this one, I felt the creep factor added to it, where Polar Express, the themes and the uneasy feeling mm-hmm. did not match each other. Right. Um, so they're, they're not entirely sure why this happens. Why that feeling of something looking almost human but not being there hits this but it's it's literally right. a tracked graft anomaly that when we hit a certain closeness to looking like a human we suddenly don't like it if it's not a that perfect that is fascinating human. isn't it that is fascinating that is the uncanny valley and okay. that is what i'm 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 really getting into today okay so uh let's discuss you know things that wouldn't fall into the uncanny valley and what would so a doll would fall into the uncanny valley but a barbie wouldn't okay yeah a clown falls into the uncanny valley but i don't think that a mime would right okay right even though it's so right kind of similar the white painted face right but mimes Usually it's just a white painted face with a few black marks or or it's, something it's on it. It's not trying to look human. Right. I think there's enough differentiation there. Yeah. It, it's changed. Um, a lot of... Have you seen Sophia? She is the AI, I believe, over in Jerusalem. It was some Middle Eastern country. She was actually given, um, like full citizenship the first ai robot to be given citizenship anywhere oh she has like this very uh i want to say realistic but it is an uncanny valley face where it's not quite there oh my gosh and and so it's this weird place that we've landed on as a society yeah where we're like why is this happening um so I started to get into, well, is it is it because, you know, there were other humans? Mm-hmm. Is it is that feeling of not trusting other humans where it goes as far back biologically? And so I got into some stuff on evolution. So, so far, there's at least eight other types of humans we discovered that did not live as long as our genus of humans. Okay. And um, they have all died out um, and they're still discovering new ones all the time. So, you know, just like there were different versions of chickens and crocodiles and whatever, and not all of them made it as far as here, there were different subspecies of homo homo sapiens. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I almost said that wrong. So, um... One of them was known as H. Habilis, uh, also known as the Handyman, uh, which was about 2.4 million to 1.4 million years ago. Again, not completely sure. This wasn't really found out until the 1960s, um, where they found early human remains in Tanzania. Um, they showed that their uh, the place for their brain was bigger than those of apes, and... Um, they found suspected stone tools and realized that this was like an early humanoid species. Okay. Um, 
they they said that this would have clocked around 70 pounds. Um, it would have only been like three and a half to four and a half feet tall. So not a very oh. large, just a smaller version of like a humanoid. Okay. Um, then came H. erectus, the enduring hiker. This was about 1.89 million years ago to 110,000 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Homo erectus, first known as the Homo species that stood up f- up right first, um, featured like modern human proportions, um, distinct from apes. Uh, it did have a shorter arm relative to the torso and long legs that were adapted for like walking or running rather than climbing trees. Um, it was the first human with significantly larger brain case than that of apes. Um, it, in fact, scientists found like campfires and hearths near the remains of the H. erectus. So they had fire. Yeah. Okay. So they were they were relatively evolved. All right. There's also the H. Rule Rudolph Ennis. It's like Rudolph Ennis, <laughs> <laughs> um, also known as the Stranger. Um, we don't know a lot about this particular one. It was discovered near uh, Kenya, around one of the lakes there. Um, it has one of the largest uh, brain cases they found so far, and um, that's what tells them it was human. Hmm. And a lot of people actually believe that because of its uh, smaller size um, and the similarities in the pelvis and shoulders, that it would be closer to the genus uh, Australopithecus. Pithecus, which I'm not sure what that is. Okay. I don't know if anyone else does, but it was it was just like a well, it could be human, it could be this, but like the brain okay. case makes us say human. We don't have enough gathered to say exactly. Okay, but humanoid. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, and that this was like 1.9 to 1.8 million years ago. Sure. So so we're consistently seeing around 2 million years ago that we have these other humanoids around um another was the hydenobergenus um also known as the hunter this was only 700,000 to 200,000 years ago um and they were actually around in like europe and africa um they were smaller and whiter and they were the first to live in like cold places um they also found them with the remains of horses elephants hippopotamuses and rhinoceroses so they suggest that um, they were one of the first group of humans to hunt large animals with spears to, and to stay warm. They used to control fire and build shelters out of wood oh, and rock. okay. So like a fairly evolved tribe. Sure. And then there is uh, H. Florisinus, the hobbit, 100,000 to 50,000 years ago. Um, this one... Uh, was found in Indonesia, and again, we have tools, dwarf elements, Komodo dragons, and um, they they were typically island-dwelling. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the Neanderthals, which we have uh, some of their DNA mingled with ours and, and kind of brought us around. Okay. There, there's, like, three others, too. Um... The Luzanesis, uh, the Naledi, and um, where did it go? Oh, the Polemic. Um, so these go on and on. And a lot of people, 
I um, think there are, are up to 12 to 13 different kinds of humanoids out there. Huh. This is really remarkable to me because um, when I was, you know, back in my Christian days when I used to, <laughs> when I used to be a Christian, um, there were the uh, 13 tribes of Israel. Yes. And 12 of them went and they they went away and descended either into the earth or into the heavens, I can't remember, but they, the, they're the 12 lost tribes. Right. And the 13th tribe is the one that like continued and made its way on earth. So I'm like, what if this wasn't exactly about 12 lost tribes, but about 12 different humanoid species and was reinterpreted by scriptures in this way? Huh. Okay. So, so let's stick ourselves. And this is, this is how my brain started going. We go back 2 million years ago. It's you and me, and we live close to like 12 other tribes. And we got the short, stocky guys over there. We got <laughs> the long-legged runners over there. We got fat guy over there, big brain over there, island dweller over there. You know? Right. Like right. all the different kinds. And I'm sure like we had intermingling. I'm sure that's why humans are so diverse is probably because different DNA is passed down. Sure. And, and just the the main one that stuck was, was our tribe, okay? Mm-hmm. But there's another tribe. Okay. Another tribe that mainly hangs out at night. A nocturnal tribe of humans. Because huh. why not? Okay. They like to live in the caves. They're very pale. Okay. Their eyes have become big to become adjusted to the dark. They have wider mouths than ours. Okay. And every night, when they're hungry, they go looking for food from one of the other tribes. This just turned into cannibalistic pseudo-clown people. Every night, they come and they slowly kill off all the people. But we see that they're killing off the other tribes over the years. And we realize that we have to be afraid of them. And we need to defend ourselves against them. Oh, ho, 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 ho. And again, just like the fear of heights, the only ones of us that make it to pass on our DNA are the ones who are afraid of these pale human-like people at night. Oh. So before I go further, I want to... This is, this is the post okay, yeah, that just let started me. it all for me. I'm going to... Take some cleansing breaths. Okay. So on fyeahcreepyshit.tumblr.com. Because <laughs> why not? Because why not? Um, someone um, by the tag or the pseudonym username uh, spirited slash astray, which love that, um, made this post and it set me down. They tagged it as... Creepy pasta, creepy, scary. Okay. But to me, starting to learn about other humans and about how clowns and dolls is what clicked it all together. And this okay. is what they said. Many classic horror icons and other disturbing creatures share common characteristics. Pale skin, dark, sunken eyes, elongated faces, 
sharp teeth, and the like. These images inspire horror and revulsion in many, and with good reason. The characteristics shared by these faces are imprinted in the human mind. Many things frighten humans instinctively. The fear is natural and does not need to be reinforced in any other way in order to terrify people. These fears are species-wide, stemming from the dark times in the past when lightning could mean the burning of your tree home, predators could be hiding in the dark, heights could make for poor footing and lethal falls, and a spider or snake bite could mean certain death. The question you have to ask yourself is this. What happened deep in the hidden eras before history began that could affect the entire human race so evenly as to give the entire species a deep, instinctual, and lasting fear of pale beings with dark sunken eyes, razor-sharp teeth, and elongated faces? Just be careful out there. Oh, yeah. So, so I had read this years and years ago, and I was like, that's a good horror prompt. That's cool. That's a great way to get a conversation started with people about weird, creepy stuff. Yeah. There were other creepy pastas that sort of followed on that same line. Jeff the Killer, Momo, I'll talk to you about those sometime. Okay. But they're all, again, these elongated faces, dark eyes, super wide mouths, and we see it, like, this poster pointed out uh-huh. in horror trope after horror trope. And the fact that we have evidence and are still building evidence, even in today's world, architect, uh, not architecturally, um, in a ar- lo- in ar- a- archaeologically, oh, that's okay. what I was looking for. Archaeologically, gotcha. okay. finding more remains that prove to us how many different subspecies of human there were before written history was a thing. Mm -hmm. It is so completely feasible to me that in the time of humans, when we were forming the fear of heights, that is so prevalent today that we were also forming the fear of something that looked like that. That looked almost like us, that was so close to human (sighs) that it wasn't. Yeah. Now, the, yeah. the real question is, did we ever get rid of them? Oh, this is like such a rabbit hole. It. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll, add, I'll add my two cents into that really quick. Are they still around? So there is actually a cryptid. I don't know if it's a cryptid or... It's just supernatural, but there's actually a um, supernatural entity called the Pale Crawler that is white-skinned, wide-mouthed, dark eyes, kind of long, bony limbs. Kind of think of like a wraith. Okay. But a little bit different than a wraith because the facial features are different. So, like, a wraith is, like, bony, sunken, you know, almost skeletal. But a pale crawler is not. It's kind of on this borderline of what you're talking about. Of nearly it's like human. Nearly human, but definitely not human. And Slender, Slenderman is depicted this way. Nearly human, wide, mm-hmm. grinning smile. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but these the, the pale crawlers are... Um, 
yeah, I'm not going to call it a cryptid. I'm going to call it a supernatural entity, kind of like Glimmerman and Hatman and stuff like that. Right, right. Not something that we have tufts of hair from or something. Right, but people have seen this entity mostly at night. And see, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what, like, that's where it all started for me is I'm like, it is so freaking reasonable for there to be, I mean, there, uh, what is a, polar bear but a pale version of a brown bear yeah okay so it's like why not that with humans why not have them be nocturnal cave dwellers okay as as crawling up out of the sea we would have all found different environments to evolve in someplace like a cave is really effective because you have a lot of warmth and algae and water and uh protection from most every element that you Mm -hmm. need to worry about you wouldn't have sunlight, so you'd be pale. I mean, I am pale because my ancestors worked in mines. <laughs> like, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't take much if they evolved in the dark right. to be that pale. Well, there's also another legend. Oh God, it's called the Moon Eye People. Oh God. So. This is fascinating because we're gonna we're gonna have to do an episode on like the pale crawlers and the moon-eyed people. So the moon-eyed people were a tribe of cave dwelling cave yep cave cave dwelling. So okay, don't quote me on this because I don't have it right in front of me. But I think this is back in this is like in the Appalachian. Appalachian, 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 however you want to say it. (laughs) It's back in that country. And there was the, there was the legend or the mythos of the moon-eyed people and the moon-eyed people lived in caves and they only came out at night, but they, but they would come out to like hunt and gather kind of thing and and some of the native american tribes knew about them and they weren't i guess they weren't it's not that they they weren't unfriendly but they they were very apprehensive i guess very yeah they were they were more afraid to to be noticed right and and i'm not i'm i'm not necessarily here to say that they that this sort of humanoid wouldn't have evolved mm-hmm. and maybe changed because <laughs> regular humans that we know of still and even like we talked about when we talked about uh, cannibalism mm-hmm. like there's still modern places in the world that practice cannibalism like they yeah. they're not um they're not places with like TVs and modern medicine, but they there are places existing today that practice cannibalism. Right. So for these people or this this group of pale people to be one of the first to cannibalize and to be hyper aggressive towards other humanoid species is not unreasonable. No, it's not. It's just like the redheaded giants, you know. Um why not be aggressive when you're the biggest, baddest person on the block? That's what I'm saying. And so, you know, you think about these nocturnal humanoids that can come out at night 
and hunt you and are better hunters at night than well, you could ever be. And think about like the vampires fall into this this weird Oh fear. yeah. Right? Oh, for real. Yeah, pale skin kind of unnatural eyes usually depicted not as unnatural quite human. eyes. Yeah. yeah. It, they're always not quite human like there's you know some of people give them an alluring presence but a lot of like OG writers on vampires gave them a uh, a feeling of like anxiety like whenever you're around them you're like I don't know why but I'm scared. Mhm. And it's always described as because they're like great and powerful or something but what if it was because of that uncanny valley of they are human but not. Right. What if it was something the writers c- couldn't put in any other words? Yeah, it's just something at the back of your brain that's going, they're not okay. They, they don't look right. Yeah. Oh, man. So- Maybe that's why... Okay, so... I mean, this one's not so far off the wall, but there are, the. I mean, we have albino people that don't have melanin and they are very pale in their features. And they, sometimes their eyes can appear strange because they're pink. Yeah. And they do, like, I don't think they're bad people. I don't think they're anything but, like, missing melanin. Yeah. But they do creep a lot of people out. And I think it's because of the Uncanny Valley. And, like, obviously, like, I'm like... Like, I'm not here to be like, don't be friends with them or anything like that. But I think that we should be examining this fear on more than just a, oh, animators ran into some random weird thing. Animators ran into something deep and biological and serious that we were unaware of because written history and cave art depictions could never, could never describe to us what animators proved. Yeah, that's interesting. And there's, and we do know that there are a lot of cave art and, and, and petroglyphs that depict strange, not quite humanoid, but at the same time, bipedal, humanoid type things, but they're not, but then like the head is different or there's actually petroglyphs that have that the humanoid creatures have antennae. Right. Yeah. And like you get a lot of the uh, alien conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. And I'm not here to shut that down because I seriously. You got a theory. Shout it out. Right. Right. Go for it. Because I think the more we look into this, the, the better chance we have of understanding the unwritten history of our past. And I'm not stupid or arrogant enough to think we're alone in this universe. Okay. But. Where this fear is so effective with such almost unanimous with all humans across the board, mm-hmm. the animators have found it to be a tool to make something scary without having to add music or dramatic teeth or, you know, like... Right, right, right. Normal, mm-hmm. like, monster characteristics. Yeah. They found by sticking this uncanny valley human into whatever setting they can invoke fear in those playing the game dude i just realized voldemort yeah he has no nose it's the weird nose it makes him terrifying to me 
Sorry, it does. I mean, no, I, if they'd given him a regular nose, he'd just be some pale, bald person that. Right. Like, he, but, like the, but, we'd the still sharpened, hate him. but the sharpened teeth and the, and the no nose thing has always got me. And you can do this almost anywhere. If you want someone to be afraid of someone, mm-hmm. like, just that little bit, just their skin's a little paler. They're, they're, you know, we find people who are tanner more attractive. They seem healthier, glowing. We're more intrigued by them. But the paler we go on the spectrum, the more unnerved we are around them. That is absolutely true. It is absolutely true. And there's, there's no good reason for that, especially with like white bias and stuff. You'd think that that might be opposite in a lot of ways. Yeah. In, in, in a culture that is kind of pushed that white narrative, you'd think it'd be opposite that the paler you are, the more like. The more okay you are. Yeah. But yeah. S- you hit a certain level and the paler you get, it's like, no, that's creepy. That's wrong. I sense it in my bones. It's kind of like, um, you know, in back in like uh, the French, you know, the. Um, Marie Antoinette court, mm-hmm. that type of time frame where they had the huge powdered wigs and they powdered their faces and made themselves so unhumanly pale. And then they put, you know, strange marks on their face and, and do different things. That was almost clownish. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And, you know, their, their people hated it. And there's other things going on you know, that would cause them so maybe to the, hate them. So maybe the French Revolution was not because of food. It was because of the uncanny valley effect of the aristocrats. I'm saying it couldn't have helped their reputation. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, if they didn't look like scary monsters, they might have had a chance at negotiations. <laughs> That's a fair point. But there's something about that super pale face that makes you want yeah that makes you want to chop its head off and be like yeah and to me that screams that screams rational biological fear Fear. oh man that is crazy okay so all right back to the doll portion of this okay yeah 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 so porcelain dolls yeah more frightening than Barbies. Well, no, like a real life doll. So if you have like a real life doll and then you have a porcelain doll. Yeah. Like the real life dolls, they're more unnerving in the fact that when people throw them around like dolls, I think they're hurting a real baby. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for real. Because they've done such a good job at getting them to a point where they're past the uncanny But if you walked into a doll museum. Of porcelain dolls, fuck that. Well, like any kind of doll, which is the doll that would be like the most terrifying to you? It's seriously, it's those like to me, it's actually porcelain dolls. It's those pale porcelain dolls because, like, a Raggedy Ann, like, I know Annabelle's Annabelle is terrible, and like, I'd be frightened of that in particular, Raggedy Ann, yeah, but otherwise, nah. Yeah. Or even like, you know, the baby alive, like plastic yeah. toy dolls. Yeah, I mean, if it's missing its it still eye looks, or it's, something. Yeah, it's, it's still plastic. Yeah. But that but the porcelain. Yes. When it becomes pale and the smile's just a little too perfect. And yes. And eyes feel. Like they're boring into your soul. Yeah. Yeah. That hits in the uncanny valley. And as soon as I see those, like, I'm not 
afraid of dolls like right my kid owns a baby doll because he likes to pretend to hold a baby yeah but i will never have one of those (laughs) dolls in my house let me tell you okay so my oldest daughter had a porcelain doll that was like three feet tall oh oh burn it let me tell you it always stayed in the box and here's why we told her that because her uncle gave it to her. We told her it was super expensive and that she couldn't play with it and we didn't have a safe spot to put it out. So, guess what? It always stayed in the box. I kid you not. We took it out maybe one or two times and it was just like, "Okay, back in the box she goes." And and, and the funny thing is is if you have a glass type doll, but it has like regular colored skin like something on yeah. the tan spectrum yeah it's it can not be, as disturbing yeah it yeah. again it's for some reason you hit this like level of pale or this level of too perfect a smile or mm-hmm. this level of those details the the eyes look just a little too real yeah 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 Okay, so now, okay. Like, I know this has been a lot of discussion. Let's let's, let's do the same thing with clowns. So, like, is there a spectrum with clowns that you think people can tolerate one clown over another? For me, it's like, I'm kind of indifferent to clowns. I mean, clowns don't scare me, but... I think there is a spectrum. Because, again, mimes don't evoke that same sense of fear, though it's a painted mm -hmm. face. Right. I would argue that, like, the Joker even though he's meant to put on clown makeup, because he looks oh. either too fake or too human, he doesn't fall into that. Yeah. Like if you look he's at- kind of in between. Yeah. In between clown and human. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got enough human characteristics that we don't look at him and see a clown. We see the Joker wearing some silly paint. Yeah. And- Heath Ledger, his his Joker, just even looking at him. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's human, but it's clown-like features which give us it it makes him look creepier but we're not unnerved by looking at him i don't know in some scenes i'm like in some scenes but it's the scenes it's not his appearance it's not just Mm. heath ledger in costume making you like want to crawl into a hole and die true okay but but there are some clowns like they did a great job of this in the um that horror series that's been going on for a long time um they had a circus season. Do you know what? Oh, American, American Horror. Horror. They had the circus season, and they had a clown in that season. And they did excellent of hitting the right creepiness on a clown. Because they could have made him too dopey and silly, more Ronald McDonald-like, and none of us would have bought it. None of us yeah. would have played into the fear. But that uncanny valley, that that certain look on a clown. Yeah. So it is. It's very specific, which tells me it's not just, ooh, clowns in general are scary or, ooh, dolls in general are scary. Although I'm sure there's people who just, like, nix them all because they don't want to sort through the Uncanny Valley situation. So I, I think, because I'm, I'm thinking about the episode in, from, like, Supernatural where they had the clowns and... For me, that the reason why that episode was creepy, scary, it, it was the clowns were kind of like your classic circus clown, but at the same time, they moved weird. Yeah, they weren't 
quite yeah. human. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I, but it was more of the movement than the actual feet, the, the, the costume uh, and, and the And, and that makeup. goes into it too, because the Uncanny Valley is just that so close to human, but not quite. It, which oh, is, gosh. I'm telling you. Like, I know this is a lot of me just like bringing all this like here or there. Yeah, yeah. But it's awesome. I mean, all conspiracies are that way, though. But this, I'm like, where we stumbled upon this accidentally mm-hmm. as, a, as a human society. And it's so ingrained in everyone that comes yeah. across it. Everyone who looks at the Uncanny Valley is like, yeah, screw that Uncanny Valley shit. Like, yeah, it tells me that it is biological, which tells me that our archaeologists need to do a little bit of digging and make sure that those are dead. that the the moon moon moon-eyed people and the and the white crawl or you know the white crawlers and the i need to know they're gone because it's it's that deep it's got to be from a real life thing that happened to humans at some point during our evolution that there was some other human i agree i you you you've sold it i'm agreeing this is this is a fascinating topic. Yes, this is a fascinating theory. I think that's also too why okay, hear me out. There's there's some um okay, I'm just going to go off on a tangent. But like the um men in black they've been described as not quite human. Like they they don't like their lip color is different. They don't blink. I think that's why some of them don't. Gangers are scary. Yeah, too. some some don't have eyebrows. Oh or man! E- or, or even going back to black-eyed children, it's that. Yeah, it's that feeling of you look like you could be human, but, but I know no, for you're a fa- not. Yeah, no, I you're know not. you're not. And that comes from, like, you can draw so many things that scare us and all sorts of things that come right back to you are human, but not. And it's the uncanny valley. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, something. It's biological because of something that in our past. Which makes me think it's completely rational because there's something in our DNA that says something that looked like this used to hurt us. Wow, this is so cool. I'm so glad this was a blind one because this what this has been like awesome. Doesn't it like yeah. change your view on, oh, on yeah. people who are scared of that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, For real. Like suddenly you're not like, mm, it's just a doll. It's just a clown. Suddenly you're like, mm. maybe you're wiser than I am in some part of your deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For real. For, For real. real. Okay, so... How do we tea? Would you tea with uh, the the Uncanny Valley people? Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, okay, I would I would tea with a clown that made me uncomfortable, and I would tea with a doll that made me uncomfortable. But if there was an actual like person, live thing. person thing, I it, would struggle. 
Yeah. I would struggle. Yeah. I would probably be like, okay, I can try this. I can try, but I think I would struggle. My brain says nope, because if it's that ingrained in me, I'm like, mm, nope, not trusting it. <laughs> my, my, uh, we're done. My racial bias came in. You are too pale. Get out. <laughs> Your eyes are just too big, sir. Your mouth is a little too wide for me. I'm done with it. Vacate. Bye. You have like you four know what, sets though? of canines. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would, I think the more features that aren't quite right, though, the more it would be harder to do. Yeah. So like if it was just like, like we were saying, the, the, uh, like the men in black, it's not just one thing that doesn't look right with them. It's like a lot, a lot. That doesn't look right. It, what's funny is if it gets to be too much that doesn't look right with them, it almost becomes like, eh, whatever I'm having. Right. But they still look so human and they act human and they dress human. Or they try to. Like, exactly. Yeah! Exactly. No. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Okay, I, Men in Black are a whole nother episode too, Pete. Oh, we've got a lot of these. And I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to like pinboard them back to this because to me it just... Like, I really think, uh, yep. I, I don't want to say cryptid. I think whatever this is probably dead, but I think we are missing something in our history that would be. Sure, sure. That would mm -hmm. like. Explain it. Explain it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Agreed. Yeah. At this point, I agree. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was, it was evil and we feared it immensely and. <sighs> so if you did have a fear of clowns and dolls and I just made it worse, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but not sorry, because here's the reason. And if you didn't, I'm glad I gave it to you. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I have a fear of them, but now I'm going to be like more. Understanding and apprehensive. Wary? <laughs> yeah, apprehensive. <laughs> So, you guys, if you have stories about weird, pale-faced, almost human things that creeped you out, you can email them to us at info at steeped mystery because I'd love to hear them. I want to, like, I'm going to write a dissertation on this shit, like. <laughs> yes. And hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. Share your stories. Share your experiences. And, uh, hey, uh, give us some tea ideas. Yeah. And uh, give us a shout. Hit the follow button so that you know when our episodes drop. They usually drop Saturdays. Yeah. It's it's just a little button. It doesn't yep. even, it doesn't even make you listen every time if you don't have the time. We try to keep them short for you guys, but Yeah, like, our amazing producer Amanda does an amazing job editing our our uh, episodes. <laughs> and I will tell you folks that we really don't edit a lot. No. We, it's, so you it's get mainly like me going through and being like, we were quiet for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that if there's a pause. Yeah. But for the most part, what you hear, what, what you hear is what you get. It's an organic conversation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We try to leave everything in and not script it. Yeah. 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 Scripting. It seems a little too uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, thank you. All right, guys. We love you. Uh, don't run into any weirdos out there. Avoid the white crawlers. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.